up, everyone? Thank you for tuning into Tethered, a podcast dedicated to helping followers of Jesus stay connected to Him day by day. My prayer for this episode is that it would encourage you, challenge you, and propel you to abide more deeply in Jesus. I hope you're encouraged by this episode. Let's jump right on in. What's up, everyone? Once again, this is your host, Joey Morales. I really appreciate you listening to episodes here on Tethered. If you've been impacted in any way by these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on when episodes drop, and please share with your friends and family on social media however you share things. I would really appreciate it. This is a bonus episode of Tethered. On this episode, I shared a message at a crew gathering on February 2nd, 2023, about the importance of reminding students and crew staff about the divine purpose for their lives to know God and to make Him known. Without further ado, here's the message I gave at this crew gathering. Yeah, absolutely. How's everybody doing tonight, by the way? Feeling good? Anybody feeling weary yet of the semester starting? I'm sure a lot of you are feeling really tired and exhausted from your classes already. I know for me, like, you know, coming into the semester, it's been wonderful to get rested up really nice, had a good break. Um, But a lot of you are probably thinking like, man, I'm getting tired. I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do when I'm exhausted? And feel all this weight of classes or feel all this weight of ministry. And so what I want to speak on tonight is just the importance of reminding ourselves of what we're called to. And so we're all called to this divine purpose because God has made it his divine purpose to save us. And so I want you guys to go ahead and open up to 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 8 through 12. And what motivated me to teach on this text, I was actually... Uh, interviewing both Josh and uh, Benjamin Kirtley. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys know Benjamin, but I interviewed him for my podcast about, you know, being on the mission field and college campuses. And I asked him a question about purpose and got a chance to hear their, you know, responses to that. And then I searched for this text and this is what popped up. And so I think it's important for us to be reminded of what we're called to do as believers, but also what we're called to know, and that's God himself. So I'm going to be reading this text from um, the CSB, and so this is what it says. What's the text again? Uh, 2 Timothy 1, verses 8 through 12. And so, and I want to help you, you know, understand, like, as you're feeling the weight of the semester or feeling the weight of ministry, like, God has not forgotten our work Um, And so let's go ahead and read that real quick. And so this is what it says. It says, so don't be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Instead, share in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God. He has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. This has now been made evident 
through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel, I was appointed a herald, apostle, and teacher. And that is why I suffer these things. But I am not ashamed because I know whom I believed and I'm persuaded that, it, that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. And so reading this, it's like, what is going on here? Like, why is this in the Bible? And so before I can explain what's going on in this text, it's helpful to have a background of what exactly is happening here. And so 2 Timothy is a letter that was written to Timothy um, to encourage him to persevere in the truth. And so this letter is actually Paul's most personal letter that he's ever written out of all of his other epistles. And the whole premise of this letter is to encourage Timothy to not stray away from the truth of the gospel as he's facing false teachers in the church. And so what we read, what we just read was part of that encouragement for Timothy to be bold and unashamed in his ministry. And so Paul also shares his own example of being willing to suffer for the sake of the gospel with Timothy. And so we're asking ourselves, how does this apply to us as people who are in college taking classes or us who are doing ministry on campus? Well, let's take a look at the context before we get into these verses. So we... We need to see that Paul is thankful for Timothy to the Lord. He's thankful to the Lord for Timothy. Paul is always remembering Timothy. Timothy was Paul's protege, his like little brother, um, his um, discipleship partner. And so Paul remembers Timothy's tears because Timothy must have been enduring some sort of hardship in his ministry. And so I know for all of us in here, like... We've had those moments where we suffered hardship in our ministry, especially in, you know, in these post-COVID times where it seems like people aren't interested in hearing the gospel. And for you students, like, as you're engaging your classes and you're engaging your classmates, it's like, it seems like nobody wants to hear what I have to say about who Jesus is. And so, Timothy understands what you're going through. And so, but Paul longs to see Timothy. So that Paul can be encouraged by Timothy. And then Paul takes time in this letter to encourage Timothy. And these are the things that Paul says about Timothy's faith. The first thing we see in this context is that his sincere faith first lived in his grandmother Lois. Then it carried on through his mother Eunice. And then his own mother's faith influenced his faith. And so you see these generations of faith taking place. That's, you know, like Timothy was able to receive the gospel and receive the understanding of what his identity in Christ is because his grandmother and mother were faithful of teaching him and bringing up in the word. And so, and why does Paul do this? He does this to rekindle the gift of God that is in him. And so, Paul lays his hands on him to encourage him. And then, you probably guys have heard of this verse before, um, in verse 7, where it says... Um, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. A lot of us love that verse. But in this context, um, he's encouraging Timothy to have to not have a spirit of fear, to not be afraid, but to have a spirit of power, love, and sound judgment, meaning the love of the Lord. And so from here, we go into our text where he talks about to not be ashamed of the testimony. 
And so let's take a look really briefly of what it says here to, to not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. And so, like I said earlier, Timothy has been facing false teachers in this ministry. And Paul is reminding Timothy to not be ashamed of the gospel. And to be ashamed obviously means to be embarrassed. And so if we look at the Merriam-Webster dictionary, it says ashamed in this way. Reluctant or unwilling to do something because of shame or embarrassment. And so I know a lot of us in here, I mean, we've been walking with the Lord for some time. And it's easy for us to not want to go share the good news of Jesus because... We might afraid. We're afraid what we, you know, what would be thought of us. Like our perception might be, like damaged, if that makes sense. Um, but Paul is reminding Timothy to not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Um, and then he goes on to say, "Or if me is prisoner." So at the time, Paul was actually in prison as he was writing this letter, and a lot of his comrades have have abandoned him in this time. Um, and so Paul doesn't want Timothy to, for Timothy to forsake Paul. And so in our context, like it's easy for us to go into classes feeling alone or going into ministry feeling like no one's watching us or taking heed to what we're doing with our lives. But we need to remind ourselves that we're not alone. We have the Lord Jesus that's with us. And so because we have the Lord Jesus with us and we shouldn't be ashamed of what he's done for us because each of us has the story that's unique to us that God wants to use to speak the truth of what God has done in the lives of ourselves so we can show that to other people that there's hope in the gospel. And so instead, um, share in suffering for the gospel. So Paul here is encouraging Timothy to share in suffering for the gospel. And so Paul already knew that he was going to suffer for Jesus um, if we read in Acts chapter 9, uh, verse 15, um, it was, this is Ananias that the Lord appeared to, and this is what he says. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he, being Paul, is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles, and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. And so Paul already knew that Paul, that, uh, Paul was commissioned by Christ to take the gospel to the Gentiles or to the people of the Roman Empire. And so because of his faithfulness in proclaiming the gospel, it's how we have, we today have this gospel message. And even in Ephesians, Paul is asking this for prayer. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this... I'm an ambassador of ch- in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about as I should. And so Paul was willing to suffer for the gospel because he has personally tasted and seen what it means to truly know Jesus. And that's where he begins to say things like relying on the power of God. And then he goes into this very elusive, wonderful proclamation of the gospel message. And so... This is what we need to be reminded of as students and staff on crew. What exactly it is that we've been, we, we have come to know for ourselves. And that is a saving, abiding relationship with Jesus because of the good news of Jesus Christ. And so if we look at verse 9 and 10, you clearly see here that the gospel is being reiterated to Timothy. But why does it need to be reiterated? Because it's easy to forget. 
is easy to allow ourselves to believe the lies of the enemy, to believe the lies of people that say there's no God. Um, but also in this context, like Timothy was fa- facing false teaching. And so we need to be reminded of what the gospel is. And this is what he says. He has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose in grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. And then it finishes this way. This has now been made evident through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And so if you look really closely, he has saved us. Who is the he that he's referring to? He's referring to God the Father. And that in itself is an amazing phrase because it shows who made salvation possible. It was God himself. That is the aim of the gospel because God wants us to know him. And to have a relationship with him. He called us to himself. Which is, he says here. Called us with a holy calling. Or he can even say purpose. He's called us to a purpose. And that purpose is to know him. To have this abiding relationship with him. And how do we go about having this abiding relationship? It's coming to know who Jesus is. As revealed in the scriptures. And so. It came through his appearing the incarnation, meaning he became a man, God became a man who had abolished death, meaning he made a way possible for all of us in this room to be atoned, um, to have our sin atoned for on our behalf through his death. Like he died so that we can have life in immortality, meaning everlasting life because of the gospel message. And so it's important for us to remind ourselves that we have been called with a holy calling. And that means to know Jesus, not just in a salvific sense, meaning like we place our faith and trust and that's it. No, it's coming to know him day by day, moment by moment. And I like to say staying tethered to Jesus because it's important for us to remind ourselves that we want to cling on to Christ himself day by day because apart from him, we can do nothing. It says in John chapter 15, verse 5. And so, and why is this? Why do we want to live under this holy calling? Why does God call us to live under this holy calling? But it says here, but according to his own purpose and grace. Like that's pretty profound that God made it his purpose for us to have a purpose. And this is what I wrote down as far as like this phrase here, but according to his own purpose. It was God's plan from the beginning of time to redeem people for himself God made this promise to Eve that the seed of the woman would crush the the head of the serpent. God made this promise to Abraham that all nations of the earth would be blessed in him. It was God's sovereign plan that passed down to the nation of Israel that a Messiah would save people from their sins. There's a guy named Matthew Henry um, that wrote a commentary back in the 1600s that says this. The gospel is the manifestation of this purpose and grace. And so the grace that God offers through the gospel was his purpose, and he made that way possible for sinners to be reconciled to a holy God. And this itself was given in Christ Jesus, meaning Jesus was the fulfillment of everything that the Old Testament promised for us, that we would have life and have it abundantly. And here's what's even more amazing. It all occurred before time began, 
meaning that this was God's predestined plan. And I get this from Ephesians 1, 4, 6, which says, Even as he chose us in, the, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. So meaning it was God's plan from the beginning to reconcile his image bearers to himself. And so as we're, you know, going through classes, as we're doing ministry, we need to remind ourselves that it was God's divine purpose to save us and to give us this holy calling so people in our lives can come to know God for who he is and for us to be used by him to carry that message along because he wants us to to be used like he wants to use all of us because each of us is uniquely gifted in different ways but we all you know have these qualities that can benefit people and so that would be my encouragement to you as you navigate these days um, especially when ministry gets hard is to abide in christ to remind yourself of what he saved you for and that's to know him and to make him known and so we're gonna wrap up here um with just an encouragement that paul gives to timothy um and so we'll be back after a brief break Hey, what's up, everyone? We really appreciate you listening to episodes here on Tethered. If you've been impacted in any way by these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on when episodes drop. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, will you please consider rating this podcast in your favorite podcasting app? Please leave us a comment. Finally, please share this podcast with your friends and family on social media, or however you share things, we would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Tethered. Now, back to the episode. In verses 11 through 12, this is what he says. He says, For this gospel I was appointed a herald, apostle, and teacher. And so, Paul himself was able to bring the gospel because... You know, he was called by the Lord Jesus himself. He was directly appointed by Jesus to carry the message to the Gentiles. I mean, you guys know the story of Paul. Like he was murdering Christians before Jesus literally came to him and knocked him off his horse on the road to Damascus. Um, But it was really amazing that the Lord orchestrated this because he wanted to use a guy like Paul. Um, to do this, a messed up person. And so I say in for us in our modern context, like a lot of us may feel inadequate or feel like we can't be used by God. And I just want to remind you guys that all of us have been appointed by God to carry out his message. Like I said earlier, each of us is uniquely gifted, but we should use our gifts wisely but also use our gifts because that's what god has given us to carry his message so all of us in this room have been appointed by god to carry his message and not all of us are called to be like pastors not all of us are called to be missionaries not all of us are called to be teachers but each of us is are called to be ambassadors for the kingdom 
in whatever context we're in. So, even like, for garbage even for garbage men, that's right. And so, like, my encouragement to you um, is to continue to grow in your personal walk with the Lord day by day, because just like Paul, he was called to be a herald for the gospel, meaning he was called to preach the gospel. And all of us are called to preach the gospel. Um, all of us are called to teach the word in the context that God has allowed us to teach the word in. So for example, like you know, supply chain management. <laughs> like how can God use you in supply chain management? And then Tegan with nursing, how can God use you in that way? Psychology, oh my goodness. I was looking at that. <laughs> so I was yeah. looking at mental health. Yeah. But, and then Dr. C in your medical career. Like all of us are called to be teachers in that context. But also we're all called to reach everyone as well. We're called to engage the lost. We're called to make disciples of all nations. To baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey everything that has been commanded to them. And here's what's even more beautiful. That Jesus is with us till the very end of the age. And so that would be my encouragement to you. And it, it might be hard. It might be really hard because if we go back to, you know, verse 8, um, he says he's sharing, like he calls Timothy to share in the suffering of the gospel. And then if we look at verse 12, that's why he suffers these things. Like because he's preaching a message of reconciliation. Like Paul has this personal relationship with God and he's been appointed to carry out this gospel message and he was willing to suffer for it. And so he's been imprisoned. He's getting ready to be executed. It says this since later in 2 Timothy, for I already am being poured out as a drink offering and the time for my departure is close, close. But Paul was so confident that he knew who, who he's believed, and he's confident that he's going to see Jesus. And so are we living our lives with an eternal perspective? Are we living our lives knowing that Jesus will one day come back? Is that motivating us to go and share the good news with our classmates, with our coworkers, wherever the Lord places us? And here's what's even more amazing like, Paul knows this because he's not ashamed of the gospel. Like, he repeats it again here in verse 12 because he knows who's, who, who he's believed. He has believed in Jesus, which, if we know, is God himself in the flesh. God himself took on our sin on our behalf. And that's who he places his faith and trust in. And this is what, you know, G, what Paul says here in First Timothy 12, 12 through 17. And this is who he's believed. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I'm the worst of him. But I've received mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of him, Christ Jesus might demonstrate his extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory and praise forever. Amen. And so Paul knows who he's trusting and not only that he's entrusting his own life to jesus if we look right at the end of the verse here and i'm persuaded that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day we assume that it's the gospel message right which it is but if we look at 
a different translation of this verse in the New American Standard Version. It actually renders this from the Greek in this way. This is what it says. I am convinced that he is able to guard or protect what I have entrusted to him. And so that's a different rendering from the CSB or the, you know, other translations. But essentially what's happening here is that the Greek word here is called perifiki, I can't pronounce it. Ben, it has been entrusted to me. It's a deposit. It's a thing that's co-signed to one's faithful keeping. In this context, it's Paul's very own life. He basically surrendered his rights to God. It's like, Lord, my life is yours fully. Like, I trust you with everything. My reputation, my character, my life's work, everything that is precious to me. I give it to you, God, for the sake of the gospel. And so are we living our lives fully surrendered to God? Because God wants to use us to proclaim his kingdom. And he doesn't want to just use us to proclaim his kingdom. He wants us to know him deeply and intimately. And sometimes that does require us to surrender our full selves to God because he wants all of us, not part of us, but all of us. And so Paul knew this, and Paul knew this until that day, which that's how the section ends. The day refers to, again, either the second coming of Christ or when Paul passes from this earth and sees Jesus face to face. And so I just want to remind us in this room, like, one day we're going to be with Jesus forever, like forever. And that'll be a beautiful day. But for now, while in this moment, we are called to know him deeply and intimately, but also proclaim him so others can come to know him and love him deeply, just like we have. And that itself is our divine purpose, is to know him and to make him known. And so what, how do we respond to this? How do we, you know, really believe that this is what our purpose is? What is one thing in your life that, you're holding on to right now that you're not willing to let go in order to for God to continue to work on your heart. That's what I would encourage you guys this evening to look into as you're, you know, taking your quiet time or, you know, processing through things. Like, how are you, what do you need to let go in order to fully entrust yourself to God so he can use you, but also so you can know him. And so just to end this, um, this is essentially what, you know, Paul had said to Timothy in terms of like, you can do this, Timothy. I mean, we read this at the end of the chapter, at the, at the end of the section here. So I'm going to pull it up here. And this is what Paul is just reminding Timothy as a way of application. This is, says in verse 13, hold on to the pattern of sound teaching that you've heard from me. In the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus, guard the good deposit through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So what this means is let us hold tightly to what we have learned in the word. Let us hold tightly to what we have believed. Because if we hold tightly to what I believe, it's in essence holding tight to Jesus. It says in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, Therefore, um, 
Therefore, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember this from memory. Therefore, let us pay close attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. And that comes after this huge supremacy of Jesus. And so that is in essence what Paul is saying here. Let us hold fast to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. And guard the good deposit through the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Like the gospel itself, it's, if it's personally affected you, hold on to that truth. Remind yourself of that truth every single day. And that, in essence, is what Paul is encouraging Timothy with. Don't lose your faith. Don't forget your purpose. And don't forget God's purpose for you. Thank you for listening to Tether. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Please also tap the subscribe button to receive notifications when new episodes are published. You can also follow Tethered on Instagram by clicking on the link in the episode notes. Hope this episode has encouraged you, built you up, and blessed you. To God be the glory. See you next time. God bless.